Just two guys, a warehouse, and some amazing wines. Meet Crux Winery. So what started as two neighbors who had a passion for wine has turned into this amazing portfolio of wines, right? So tell me, how, how did that all come to fruition? Well, Steve and I are both transplants to Sonoma County. And we were surrounded by wineries and vineyards, and we wanted to try our hand at it. So I understand you, you kind of dabbled for quite some time before you really dove head first. We did. We, we, we dabbled in a big way. We, we uh, started our first year, we made two barrels of wine, which I didn't understand until years later that that's not normally how people start out. They usually make jugs of wine or something like that, and we just started out with barrels. And we... Sorry, go ahead. And we took it a little further in that we planted our own vineyards because it was difficult to source the Rhone varietals that we decided we wanted to make wine with. Now, what led to you wanting to focus mainly on Rhone varietals? Because that's not as typical here in Sonoma County. No, not in the Russian River where we are. We're surrounded by Pinot and Chardonnay, but we're on the north end of the Russian River, so it's a little warmer, and we think it's a perfect place for Rhone varietals, and I think our lineup proves that. Absolutely. So you sourced, started sourcing your own vineyards. What did you look for specifically when you were finding the vineyards that you planted and then your other source vineyards? Well, initially we, we planted what we wanted to grow and what we, we thought was going to work. Um, turned out it did. We were very happy with uh, our personal vineyards. We grow almost all of the varietals at some level on our home vineyards. So when we went to expand, we we kept it pretty simple. We wanted as close as possible people within our kind of neighborhood, if you want to call it that, uh, with similar um, growing goals, techniques, similar varietals and clones. So um, we're, we actually source from a pretty small geographic area. Which is? Uh, the, the northern end of the Russian River Valley AVA, as, as Brian described. Um, it's, it's really a, a transitional area. We're, we're not far from three other AVAs, um, and you know, the weather doesn't really follow the map. Um, we're essentially uh, uh, typically above the fog line in the summer, so we're a little warmer than those areas that are better for Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. Um, and we're close to Dry Creek, Alexander Valley. Um, that's, that's actually where the name Crux came from, is that we're at that crossroads of AVAs okay. and that transitional zone. Very cool. So as you have... Um found the vineyards and kind of started deciding which varietals to make. What's been your goal in terms of kind of your winemaking philosophy and how that carries through then into the final bottles? Well, I think we're obviously working with California fruit, but we're using a lot of old world techniques in that, you know, we're, we're just stemming the fruit. We're not crushing it. Uh, we do mostly natural fermentations. Uh, we using open top fermenters that we're punching down three or four times a day. Uh, it's an extended fermentation period. Uh, once they're in the barrel, we really don't rack our wines. So again, old world, old world techniques using California fruit. Okay. And what can, can consumers kind of expect when they open a bottle of Crux wine? Um, <clears throat> I guess as, as Brian mentioned, you know, we, we really enjoy some of the old world wines. Um, yet we're making our wines from perfectly ripened California fruit. So um, 
I would expect you know a reasonably balanced alcohol, not a super high um, high sugar high alcohol wine as in in some areas of California. Um, uh, you know we we like to blend um, again to achieve the balance that we were talking about, and um, we do hang on to our bottles for about an extra year in the bottle. So you know I hope when people open it they find a bottle that's ready to drink and you know, what they expect from that varietal. Sure. And so tell me a little bit about your production because you have a, a wide variety and yet very small caseload. Yeah, so we, we make about a thousand cases in our total production. And obviously when you divide that between 10 wines, you, your case counts aren't super high. And, you know, we just like the variety and the Rhone blends or the Rhone wines all have a lot of blending uh, characteristics. So Pretty much everything we have isn't 100% varietal. We do a little blending. Um, it's all disclosed on the label, but uh, we just love, you know, every one wine for any occasion. You know, from your hot days at the pool to something to pair with a juicy steak. We kind of got it all covered. Nice. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> it, it would be like choosing your favorite child. I okay. Think. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's fair. It's all situational, you know. It depends on where you are, what the sure. weather is, who you're with, what you're doing. And again, we've got something for, for all for, everybody. for all things. Right. I love it. So tell me more about your label and your bottle because they're beautiful. Um, how did you come up with that and, and what was the, the thought behind the design? Well, Steve mentioned sort of how we came about with Crux. And, um, you know, neither of us are creative or talented in, in that way. So we worked with a designer. Uh, it's actually with the company that we use to, to screen print our bottles. And they helped us with the design. And we wanted something very simple because when we were making wines in our garage, we used to use a grease pen to label the wines. And yeah. people really liked that and they wanted to keep it simple. And, and so did we. So hence the, the screen printing does that as well as just the simplicity and uh, clarity of, of the product. Nice. And is it a compass? Compass rose mm -hmm. behind the X, yeah. Love it. So. Very pretty. Again, the idea was to, to focus on our corner of the Russian River Valley. Mm -hmm. So that's where the, the compass rose kind of is that crossroads of AVAs. Tell me a little bit more about the wine that we're featuring today. Um, the 2012 Petit Syrah? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, Petit Syrah is actually our oldest planting on, uh, of our state fruit. We uh, planted our original vineyards in 2005. Um, since that time, as we've expanded that, uh, that bottling, we source from a very uh, close vineyard, maybe two miles away. So it's, it's a very small geographic area. Um, Petit Syrah, we actually planted, uh, initially we thought it was gonna be a blending grape for us. Um, that was its primary task, and that, that's actually why we planted it first, is because we couldn't source the amounts that we needed for our garage projects, so we just planted it. Um, but what we found out quickly, literally like uh, year three, we had a very early crop and made our first wine from it. And it, it, it really outshone the Zinfandel that we were gonna blend with that wine. Um, so we started looking at Petit Syrah as a varietal wine and uh, found out that um, um, it, it did very well in our location, uh, which again, we weren't, we weren't certain about that. We thought it was a cool location for Petit Syrah. Um, over time, I'm kind of convinced that it, it prefers that versus a really hot location. So it's it's done really well for us and really kind of showed us the way, I think, there. Um, yes. It turned out great, and um, we've kind of stayed the course and 
make the wine this very similar way each year. And tell me a little bit about why Cellar Angels and, and, and why you chose to introduce your wines through us. Well, we understand how fortunate we are to be doing what we're doing. And um, we, we do look for any opportunity to give back. And especially, you know, with the, the fire that happened a few months ago, you know, there, there's plenty of opportunities. And at the time, I was in discussion with Cellar Angels about doing this. So um, this is a way to, to help expose our brand as well as continue to do good in, in, in other places. So we're, we're thrilled to be a part of the Cellar Angel family and uh, look forward to, to doing this again and again. Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you as part of the group. Um, and then finally, tell me more about um, the tasting experience that you offer to consumers to come in. It, I mean, it's interesting because not many places can you go in and really literally meet up with the <laughs> two owners and winemaker and sit down and really go through it all. But you offer that to consumers. That's all we have. I mean, it's just the two of us, whether it's, you know, farming at home and the production here at the winery. Um, you know, we don't have a staff. And so we're doing tastings by appointment. But that's, that's how we love to share our wine with people and introduce it to them. You know, they can come in, they can talk to us, we can taste through them and, you know, have that one-on-one -on -one experience, build a relationship with them. We want people to taste our wines to form their own opinions, not necessarily, you know, go with someone else's recommendation per se. Right. So, wine is personal. It is. Absolutely. Can we kick up one technical question? You said you don't press or uh, rack. That's really interesting. Can we explore a little bit on that and what that does to the flavor? I'm sure that's in Rome style, right? Yes. I just think that's, I mean, that's, you're getting the cream of the crop is really, you're not pressing and getting all the other, the nasty juices, you're just getting the good <laughs> stuff. And I think that's kind of cool to hide. I don't even know what that means. So Right. Well, we, anyway, you, you can okay. speak to that. You want to just jump on that? Okay. So I'm just, I can just start out by saying yeah, our winemaking style? Well, yeah, with, okay. because we don't press and we don't rack. Okay. I can just expand on that a little. Um, so our, our winemaking style is to effectively do as little as possible to the grapes. Uh, we focus on quality grapes in the vineyard. When we bring them in, we want to just um, bring those along uh, into wine with as little manipulation as possible. Um, to that end, uh, we, we, de we do destem the grapes, uh, but again, we try to keep them intact as much as possible. We allow the yeast that come in from the, from the vineyards on the grapes to begin the fermentation. Um, we do a, a very light pressing when fermentation is done. Uh, we use a very kind of an old school press even to do that. Um, uh, once the wines are in the barrel, uh, we, we don't do a lot of moving around. We basically um, allow them to age in the casks and, until we blend. Um, again, each step of the way, we started looking at it a long time ago is, you know, how can we do less, not how can we do more? We want to effectively kind of strip down the winemaking and, and have the fruit show through. I, I, I guess my, my Rhone wine moment um, was probably the mid-90s. Uh, I had my first taste of a Chateauneuf de Pop, which is effectively, you know, the French version of our GSM wine. And it, it had a really some unidentifiable characteristics. Um, I, I tasted some flavors in that wine that I'd never really had in a glass of wine that were incredibly intriguing. And, um, you know, my first task after tasting that wine was to understand what goes into that. The French, French bottles can be, you know, hard to decipher from that regard. So 
I, I quickly discovered it was a Grenache Syrah Mavedra blend and fell in love with that. Um, I guess you could say that started a lot of things from, you know, um, planting vineyards to making wine and eventually launching the brand hmm. and um, uh, really our flagship GSM wine. I came out about it sort of from the other way or from the other side of the world. And, and I was loving Australian Grenache and Syrah, much bigger, bolder flavor profiles. But when Steve and I joined, we kind of, you know, compared notes and we drank a lot of wine together and we kind of met in the middle. And that's, again, we're back at the crux. Very cool. Thanks so much for having us today. So cheers. 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 To crux. Thank you. It's these intimate experiences where you get to taste with the winemaker that make wine country so memorable. Do yourself a favor and be sure to schedule a tasting with Crux Winery. And thank you for your support.